Check out Viking Report with you and Ted. They tackle the Vikings and the NFL better than my opponents used to tackle me. Their trivia knowledge needs some work, though. You got beat by a cat? That's a Packers fan. Come on, guys. Hey, everybody. Why do I have such a grin on my face? Because that was Chuck Foreman. Yeah! It's win. Vikings Report with Drew and Ted. Drew Bunting, normally we pay tribute to a show, but... This is kind of a big deal, is it not, Drew? Oh, kind of a big deal. I'm on the moon. <laughs> I'm kind of a big deal. Got your shirt behind me today. These customized t-shirts you can get a hold of. Man, what an intro, Ted. We are ready to rock. I'll tell you what, you know, we kind of started doing the, the show tributes that we've been doing. But for me, the best TV programming in the 1970s as a kid growing up in Minneapolis and Richfield, Minnesota, was the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday afternoons, occasionally on Mondays. CBS Television Sports presents the National Football Conference Championship game. Today, the Minnesota Vikings meet the Dallas Cowboys. And I'll tell you, Chuck Foreman was one of the big stars of those 1970s teams that I grew up with. What about you, Drew? Absolutely. the He's the biggest star that came to the Vikings, man. I mean, they had they always had solid teams. They had great players, but he was the first shifty, dynamic highlight guy that made the leaping plays and the spins and the he was the first real superstar, I think. I loved watching the Vikings as a little kid. You know, like when you're you're little and you're growing up and you kind of starting to learn about football, you, you sort of latch on to a team and then you start liking players. Chuck Foreman was the first player I truly loved as a Minnesota Viking. I, and I'm not saying that to be disrespectful to the Purple People Eaters and Fran Tarkenton and Sammy White and some just other heroes of mine as a kid. But, but Chuck Foreman, for me, growing up, was the first player that I remember that I just loved. I couldn't wait to turn on the TV to watch Chuck Foreman play on Sundays. Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. I remember I was 10 years old and I told my mom, I told Ma, I wanted to get Chuck Foreman jersey. And so she went and got this purple mesh like shirt and she took it to the graphics guy and he uh, stick on some 44 and Foreman across the back. Dude, I <laughs> nice. wore it every day for like two years. I had it taped nice. together. In all my spare time, I tried to run like Chuck and I'm out in the front yard and I'm practicing my Foreman spins. I'm spinning around the tree. I'm doing the best. I'm holding it like a loaf of bread. <laughs> doing all my foreman spins and i went in the house and she goes uh my mom says mr hill up the street drove by and he wants to know if you're all right and i said what he goes yeah he said you drove by and you were spinning around in the front yard like you hit your head or something so in in our living room in our house which is where our big tv was where we'd watch the games my dad had a recliner a, a chair it wasn't a recliner but he had a those old footrests you know those little yeah. portable footrests yeah the pop up yeah. yeah yeah well no it was like a standalone little footrest Oh, okay, so I'm, okay. I'm like six or seven, whatever, eight, whatever it is. And I had a football and I'd set that footrest up in the middle of the living room and I'd hold the little mini football like a loaf of bread and I'd spin around and I'd dive over it like I'm diving in the end zone. We had like a TV tray dinner set up as like a table next to the chair and my leg hit it and it knocked everything over. And my dad was in the other room. He's like, what are you doing? So I, I was just practicing to beat Chuck Foreman. He said, you're never going to be Chuck Foreman. Pick up this mesh. <laughs> That's great. Now, normally we have a, a jersey up behind Drew next to the always posted Alan Page jersey. But this week we have a uh, Chuck Foreman t-shirt, which you can get at ChuckForeman44.com. Chuck Foreman, the numbers 44.com. He, he's just opened up fairly recent, this brand new line of merchandising. He's, he'll sign your own personal stuff. He'll sign footballs, helmets. You can buy awesome. these t-shirts, you can buy prints. It's an awesome site. If you're a Chuck Foreman fan, that is a must-stop place to go. Speaking of 
jerseys and buying stuff or giving stuff away. Don't forget, we've got our own jersey contest coming up. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. When are we, we doing it? Last week, we got we got uh, 17, 20 signups or something from last week's show already. Got their name in the hopper for the JJ jersey that we're giving away on draft night during our live show. That's right. You can win a Justin Jefferson jersey. Again, say that three times fast on draft night. So how do you win the jersey? How do you enter to win? Well, it's pretty simple. During each show, we, and by we, I mean Drew or I, will say a secret word or phrase. We don't know what that secret word or phrase is. Uh, it's decided after the show by Tunces. Hi, Tunces. How are you? Hello. I'm doing good. And, Hi, and the uh, producer, Liz. And so when you, and, they'll, and during the show, you'll see the phrase, this is the secret phrase, you know, Chuck Foreman spin or whatever. In the comments on our YouTube page, write down what that secret phrase is, and boom, you're entered. It's that simple. And then on draft night, like Drew said, we'll draw a lucky winner for the Justin Jefferson jersey on our live show, April 29th. Yes. So we didn't say hi to you, Tunces. How are you? I'm doing really good today. I'm just so excited to see your reactions to the Chuck Foreman video. It's seriously like watching two 12-year-old girls at a Bon Jovi concert. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Exactly. I'm 10 years old again. When, when, when I saw that Chuck Foreman video and he mentioned my name and Drew's name, I, I literally could not believe it. I was, I had a smile. I, my wife was here. I'd bring her on to ask her. I've had a smile on my face all day. Totally, yeah. Absolutely. It's, it's just, it's surreal to me that one of my first boyhood idols has done this for our show. I'm thank you, Chuck. I uh, hope I can meet you one day and shake your hand. Oh, by the way, uh, that football right behind me autographed Chuck Foreman football. I don't have a whole lot of Vikings merchandise, but my brother Bradley got me that uh, Chuck Foreman autographed football. So I have that uh, sports illustrated sitting around. What are you doing? There we go. Oh, the Chuck Foreman. Yeah. Illustrated, and then he took this same thing and he it was like a drawing of this same pose. And it said to Drew from Chuck Foreman. It was pretty cool. That's up here on my wall also. But that's uh, cool. A couple that's things cool. real quick on, on Chuck before we move on to the show. 1973 rookie of the year, 12th overall pick, first round pick to the Vikings, five times pro bowler, had seven seasons with the Vikings. And let's not forget what kind of receiver he was. He was the first hybrid receiver running back guy that put all the rest of the guys on the map. All those other guys that became prolific receivers out of the backfield, it was Chuck Foreman who started it all. Uh, between rushing and receiving, he ended up with 8,900 in 44 total yards. No kidding. The only Chuck. That's so smooth, man. Yeah. <laughs> 75 total touchdowns. I remember the year when he had 22 and 75, when he set that record on the last day of the season against the Bills. Can remember it like I was watching it yesterday. I was so and, excited. And he would have he would have won the NFL title in touchdowns if he hadn't been hit with a snowball by that Bills fan. He because he missed the whole second half of that game, or didn't he? I'm not I'm not sure of the details of that, but man. That, that was an exciting day for me because he had 18. And I'm thinking, can he set that? I think Sayers had the record with 22, Gail Sayers. Yeah. And I didn't think Chuck could do it. It was snowy and crappy at Rich Stadium that day. I'm thinking, there's no way he's going to get, you know, the record. And he did. And they kicked the crap out of Buffalo that day, too. 35 13. Yeah, ass whooping, baby. I saw Chuck what a Foreman. Man, Chuck Foreman opened our show today. This is going to be fantastic. The, the first Vikings game I went to, well, maybe not the first, but one of the first Vikings game I went to as a kid at the old Mets stadium was on the day Chuck Foreman set the NFL record for receptions 
by running back. It was 73. And that was right. the total number. But he I can't remember what the number was that day, but it, I'm pretty sure it was against the Bengals at Tarkington. I think he broke his leg in that game. Gary Burley broke his leg. Yeah. How the hell do we remember this stuff? Dude? I don't know, man. I can't remember what I had for dinner an hour ago, but I remember that. <laughs> I remember that. I remember oh, yeah. Chuck Fortner because the whole stadium started clapping. They put, you know, the old Mets stadium. They had the old message gram thing on the on the end of the scoreboard. It was just a crappy old erector set of a stadium. <laughs> I loved it. I love the Met, man. I love the Met. Yeah. And they announced and they they put the thing up. And Chuck Foreman set the record. And the crowd went wild. It was great. Nobody ever has run the ball like Chuck Foreman since. Man, I loved watching Chuck Foreman. Yeah, I did too. As a matter of fact, when we're done tonight, I am going out and I'm going to practice those moves again. <laughs> I don't give a shit what the neighbors say. And for those of you that are out there that that uh, don't know, Chuck Foreman should be in the Hall of Fame. If you can put Terrell Davis oh. in the Hall of Fame, you can put Chuck Foreman in the Hall of Fame because his numbers over a six or seven year period were way better than the three or four years that got Terrell Davis in the Hall of Fame. So let's get on it, senior committee. That, get Foreman in the Hall and get Marshall in get there too, Marshall. damn it. Yep, and Ed White while we're at it. Hall of Fame. Hall yeah. of Fame. So, Chuck Foreman, absolute boyhood hero, opened our show. That's awesome. That is. That's- I, we could just close the show. Thanks for coming, everybody. <laughs> Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. <laughs> All right. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Thanks, Chuck. Yeah, thank you, Chuck. Or Mr. Foreman. You'll always be Mr. Foreman to me. All righty. So, over the weekend... Uh, again, for those of you that don't know, we record on a on a Monday. This happened over the weekend. And first of all, me and Culpo to me, because on last week's show, I said for all the Vikings coaching changes, they weren't going to get anybody with any experience. And, and I was wrong. I'll be happy to admit, because the first outside hire they made in this coaching season was a new wide receiver coach, Keenan McCardle, coming over from the Jacksonville Jaguars, who was a great wide receiver for them for many years. Drew, what are your thoughts on on the new wide receiver coach, Keenan McCardle? Great, great hire. The guy knows everything there is to know about being a wide receiver. And Lord knows you put the time into this league. What did he play, 16 years or something? Yeah. Won a Super Bowl with Tampa Bay back in 02 or 03, whatever it was. I would like to see Keenan McCardle not only be the position coach for the wide receivers, but also have some say in how this offense schemes and how they run. This is a great hire for the Vikings. Everybody's going to be happy with it. One thing I saw is that he was also the position coach at Maryland of one Stephon Diggs. Yes. And, and Stefan Diggs says, that is the guy that taught me how to be a wide receiver. He's the best coach I have ever had. He taught me breaks. He taught me how to run routes. He is the reason I am the receiver I am today. And that is really exciting when you look at the year Justin Jefferson had and what Keenan McCardell can do for Justin Jefferson, wow. who already has had a great rookie season. Wow. That's uh, a, lot of, a lot of good potential there. That's that's high praise coming from Diggs. Very, it very is. Good. That's really It nice. is. And, and I, I would argue Stephon Diggs is probably one of the two or three best route runners in the NFL. We talked about this in an earlier episode. Yo, yo got a gift, my friend. Yo got a gift. I'm really excited for bringing Keenan McCardell on. What Urban Meyer was thinking, not retaining him, whatever. But I'm glad we got him. But that sort of caused a ripple effect in the rest of the coaching staff. So old wide receiver coach Andrew Janako is now moving to be the quarterback coach. And the odds-on favorite to be the offensive coordinator is the current quarterback coach, Clint Kubiak. Although it was announced earlier today, Giants wide receiver coach Tyke Tolbert is interviewing for the offensive coordinator job. Most people think uh, it's still going to be Clint Kubiak. <sighs> I don't know. What are your, What are your thoughts on they got stuff going on, at least. At least Clint with a K. No. <laughs> I think that just might be just to have somebody in there for the interview. I don't know. I don't know the guys. So I can't speak. 
how much experience he has. He's never been an OC either, has he? The guy they're bringing in from the Giants. So he's not, but he does have one very important trait that Vikings that the Vikings look for in their coaches. He is related. He can pass the buck. A current Vikings coach, the is outgoing it? retiring Gary Kubiak. They're all related somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I see words that say things along the line with, so we can keep everything the same. Well, I don't know if I really want to keep things the same scheme wise. I'd like to see the Vikings get a little bit more aggressive of their offense, but we'll see yeah. how it shakes out. I'll give them a chance. But on the, on the one hand, I'd like to see when you have dynamic guys on the outside, and we've said this, like Adam Thielen and, and Justin Jefferson and, and Dalvin Cook, and you're going to have Irv Smith Jr. You've got dynamic players on the outside that can get you yards and chunks, yet the Vikings are married to this run-first philosophy. I, I'd, I'd like to see a guy come in and open it up more. Sure. Um, Me too. But we'll see. Uh, oh, but we are not done with the coaching changes, Mr. Drew. No. Hunting. No, sir. But I'm not done yet. We have a new strength and conditioning coach. His name is Andrew Hinkst, coming over from the Philadelphia Eagles, a team that had so many injuries. Their injury room looked like the credit roll for saving Private Ryan. I mean, come on, man. But he's going to be our new strength and conditioning coach, and he's going to be the guy to keep our Viking players healthy. But he was the strength and conditioning coach when they beat us 38 to 7. So, well, and then, yeah, so okay. we're going to use that old Filippo method of we're going to bring over some guys that are going to be the winner. Good job for Hinks. I hope he strengthens and I hope he conditions. <laughs> <laughs> They've done studies, you know, 60% of the time it works every time. What does the strength and conditioning coach do, Ted? Drink beer? Um, does he drink he beer? He blows a whistle a lot, yells. And makes guys lift. That's what a strength and conditioning coach does. Last but not least, we also have a new special teams coordinator. One, Ryan Ficken, who has been the assistant special teams coordinator for, I think, 32 years. He, he was first hired <laughs> under Les Steckel and has been here since then. I don't know. So he was the guy under the guy that sucked. So yes! How, yes! How am I supposed to feel good about that? What we're seeing here is a perfect example of the federal government in action. The guy that sucked leaves. And he gets another job elsewhere, probably a promotion. And the guy that sucked under that guy gets a promotion to the new position. I mean, that's the federal government. That's how the federal government operates. He doesn't do a lot of work around here. He shows zero initiative. Tom is exactly what I'm looking for in a government employee. I guess he can come in and say, ah, that was all Maloof. Maloof. Maloof was on fire's fault. I guess he could blame everything on Maloof. I don't know. I'm going to wait on that. I'm going to give me something to say with Ficken. What can I say? The plot Fickens? What can I say? All I want, this is what I want him to do. I want him to design either a punt return or a kick return play that he calls the Ficken Catalina wine mixer. <laughs> and so and so, whoever their next return guy is next year runs it in for a touchdown. I can yell. I can stand up and yell. It's the Ficken Catalina wine mixer. Oh. Ficken Catalina wine mixer. It's the Ficken Catalina wine mixer. It's the Ficken Catalina wine mixer. That's it right there. <laughs> now we get on the show. <laughs> Maloof was terrible. or Well, Maloof, Maloof. had literally the worst special teams in, in the NFL. And I, I, I think, you know, and his assistant's now going to be running special teams. Okay. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. Just like uh, Clint Kubiak, who's probably going to be the OC. I'll give him a chance. They can't get much worse. Super Bowl, homeboy. Yeah, let's that? go. You used to say Super Bowl homeboy? Super Bowl homeboy. I want to give everybody a chance. I love the world today. You know why, Ted? Chuck Foreman! Yeah! <laughs>
Chuck Foreman led in the show. Mm-hmm. Yes, he did. Thank you, Chuck. Thank you, Chuck. Is that it for coaching news? That's pretty much it for the for the coaching and most of the Vikings news. There's one more bit of Vikings information, but we'll get to it in a minute. Because again, over the weekend in the NFL, there was a huge trade that went down. And it involved former now former Lions quarterback Matthew Stafford. He was traded to the Los Angeles Rams for two first round picks a third round pick and quarterback Jared Goff, who is now coming to Detroit. You know, we mentioned last week that the Lions and Stafford agreed to part ways and they would do their utmost to trade him and they got it done and they got quite a haul for Matthew Stafford. What are your thoughts on, on that trade and how it affects wow. the Lions moving forward? They paid a steep price. Uh, I think they have to win the Super Bowl or it's a failure. That's how much of a price they, they give for up the a Rams. lot. You mean yes. for the Rams? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. I agree. I wouldn't have done it, but you know, they look at the quarterback goof, golf, whatever it is. He's not, <laughs> it's kind of a waste of time, but to give up those first rounders in the future, it was a big move. If they win the Super Bowl, it was worth it. You're either going to win it. It was worth it. Or they didn't complete failure. And now the Rams are going to go something like eight years without a first round pick, because <laughs> remember they moved up and gave up a ton of compensation to be able to get to the first pick in the draft and get Jared Goff whatever it was, first year it was, they moved to L.A. So here's an interesting tweet that Ross Tucker put out. Uh, He's with Westwood One, I believe. He said, considering what the Rams dealt to initially get Goff in 2016, they essentially gave up the following total haul for Stafford. Four first-round picks, two second-round picks, and three third-round picks. Netted you 32-year-old Matthew Stafford. Sometimes we talk about stupid moves and on the other side of the coin, we talk about least teams are making an effort to do something rather than just sitting quietly doing nothing. So... I mean, Stafford's a good quarterback. I think he was floundering around there in Detroit, but man, that's a, that's a lot, dude. That is. And and now from the Lions perspective though, I mean, that's a trade I think you have to make. Oh, absolutely have to make. There's no doubt they are, they are fully in hundred percent rebuild. And now they have a lot of draft capital over the next two or three drafts to move up and they're, they're drafting fairly high in the, in seventh, the draft. They have seventh. seventh pick this year, Ted. So they may not even have to move up depending unless they probably want Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. I think they'd have to get to one or two to do that. But for a guy like Trey Lance or the, the BYU kid, can't Zach think of his Wilson. name. Zach Wilson, they would only have to move up a few spots and they have more than enough draft capital to do that. Plus they've got Jared Goff, who's, I mean, he had a bad year this year, but he's put up some numbers in the past. So I think it's a great move for Detroit if oh, it's, if it's, those picks work out. It's not like they're without a quarterback. I mean, Goff played in the Super Bowl, dude. I yeah. mean, they got, they, at least they got somebody to, to fill the gap. They're going to take a quarterback at seven now, I do believe. And I think Lance will be there, maybe Wilson. But there's one team in this league that has to prove themselves to us, Ted Glover. It's the Lions. That's true. I, I mean, yeah, if, if anybody could screw this up, it would be the Detroit Lions. That's for sure. What an exciting week for their fan base, though. Yeah, it really is. This I mean, could be the time they turn around. This could be their Larry Bird to the Celtics type moment. They have they have to absolutely hit on their quarterback though. If they don't, it'll be another Joey Harrington era. Oh, Ooh. Eric Hipple. Um, Eric Hipple. <laughs> horrible. Eric Horrible. Did you see that the Eagles hired a new their new quarterback coach? No, I did not. Brian Johnson. Really. I don't think it was the Brian Johnson that we all know. Give me, you know, the ACDC. I wasn't Is sure. anybody doing the night? <laughs> Guys, come here. Let's talk about your outro. <laughs> so I, I, I watched his presser to see if it was Brian Johnson. It was just an audio presser on a podcast. I didn't get to see it. But here's what it said. It said, Brian Johnson, we're going to be a fast machine, and we're going to keep our motor clean. <laughs> we're going to be the best damn offense that you've ever seen. We'll have first down eyes. We're not going to tell you lies. 
and we will score touchdowns with our bombs and our drives. So it might be. Okay. All it right. Might, it might be Brian, but Brian Johnson did get hired by the Eagles. I wanted to let everybody know. They'll, they'll need nine timeouts <laughs> a half because whenever he radios in the play, nobody will understand what he's saying. <laughs> I don't know why option because 44. And if, the, and if it doesn't work out, they'll certainly be on the highway to hell. Maybe. <laughs> So, as we know, Matthew Stafford got moved. Deshaun Watson, the Texans named a brand-new coach, but Deshaun Watson says, I don't care, I still want to be traded. And John McClain, the guy that covers the Houston Texans, says the Stafford trade will have nothing to do with the Watson trade if the Texans do it. The Texans are going to want two ones, two twos, and two young defensive starters at the least. But he says Watson's 25, under contract, great quarterback, team leader, beloved by the fans, pillar of the community, start with the Jets. So I mentioned Deshaun Watson because I think just about every show you and I have said the Vikings aren't going to trade Kirk Cousins. However, what happened today, Drew Bunting? Uh, here we go. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm here in the Bay Area, so I kind of have to, the only news I could really watch is Niner news or Raiders or anything else going on in the Bay Area. I haven't heard anything about the trading of Kirk Cousins. Most of the Bay Area guys here say that Jimmy G is going to be the guy next year, but it's different whenever I look on you know Twitter. I don't know what to make of it anymore, Ted, because one minute somebody posts something that the Niners want him, then I hear the Niners don't want him. What do you? I didn't put anything into these trade rumors. I just feel, and I still feel strongly that Kirk Cousins, Rick Spielman, and Mike Zimmer are tied together. Their fates are intertwined, and they sink or swim as three amigos. Well, for um, sake of wait, for sake of the fan base, tell me what do we get for Cousins? Let's play it out Let's, real quick. Well, Niners want him. Niners want him. What are you going to ask for? The the rumor was the Vikings want a first round draft pick, a second round draft pick, and Jimmy Garoppolo. According to various sources and what have you, the 49ers offer was a second, a four in Garoppolo, and the Vikings are wanting a first-round pick. I I would think a one, a two, and a quarterback you can plug in for 2021 would be a minimum. I mean, if Stafford can get that, if Deshaun Watson's asking for two ones, two twos, and two players, I think you could at least get a one and a two for Kirk Cousins, who I think is a better quarterback than Matthew Stafford, if we're being honest. I think one of the first-round picks the the Lions got was – a bribe, more or less, to take the uh, the golf contract off the Rams' hands, but that's neither here nor there. I, what do you think? I, I mean, I, do you even think this is going to go down? No, I don't think it's going to go down. But if you're going to get something, uh, that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to, you got to get, you got to start with a first rounder and build from there. I mean, you got to have a first, you got to have a third, you got to have like three picks thrown in there at least. I mean, a second and a fourth. What are you really acutely? You're not achieving anything by that. You need no. That blue chipping first round guy is what you got to get. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. I, I think you I, absolutely need to get a minimum first round pick and a second round pick. I, you I mean, got a first and a second in Garoppolo. I mean, how do you not do that? I, yeah, I, I, I. You do. I, I would. Uh, would you? Would you do that if if yeah. if they they offered you a first, a second, Jimmy Garoppolo? Would you do that trade? Yes. I, I think I would too. Seeing what Stafford got, I mean, you almost have to throw in another pick on top of that to make it. I mean, you're right. Cousin, if Stafford can get that, why can't Cousins? Because the Niners aren't as stupid as the Rams. <laughs> you know, I, I I think it all goes back to the perception of Kirk Cousins as a guy that doesn't do well in, in big games. All along, if they just would have put 
all your cards in that offensive line, then you'll really be able to see. You can't really answer it without that being fit. The, the Vikings don't have any room to – they got a lot of rebuilding to do on the offensive and defensive lines. What do you – football starts in the trenches. What do you grade their offensive line as, Ted? Give me a quick grade. The Vikings offensive line last yes. year? D. What's the defensive line's grade? F, all the way around. Okay, so you got a D and an F in the trenches. D, F, D, your, F. You got to your... rebuild this before you worry – what are your grades for the are similar different? I had C minus for the offensive line and D minus. Okay. D minus to F, but F probably better for the defensive line, but I gave a D minus because they had some injuries. But the point is they got to rebuild those two areas of their team. There's a lot of areas the Vikings got to rebuild, but, and I don't say that the quarterback isn't important, but if you're going to have a guy like cousins, you better have an A grade offensive line. You have to. Yes. So let's play this out. So what's the end game? Let's let's just say hypothetically the the Vikings get a deal done and they they trade Kirk Cousins to San Francisco and Jimmy Garoppolo comes over to Minnesota. Jimmy is Jimmy Garoppolo the the starting quarterback in 2021? I hope not. <laughs> that guy sucks, dude. That guy sucks. This guy sucks. I mean, I said earlier in a post that they're pretty much equal to Cousins. He's flawed. He's got. He's probably not as accurate as Cousins. But is there anything special about his game that you'd want to make him the starter for? I mean, no. And I ask that because I think if the if the Vikings did pull the trigger on a trade, that that would not be his his end game. There there'd be another move. Trade him to New England and get more picks. Either that or or yeah, do something with Garoppolo and and move him for a pick. I would and do then, that before I played him. Let's say that happens too. Ted, Ted, Ted. Yeah. We got we got drugged back into this cousin shit, didn't we? We, we did. Got, we got drugged. Right- sucks. So we're gonna spend just a little bit, just a little bit more, and we'll we'll move on. We got drugged right back into. <laughs> we did. Every time, every time I think I'm out, they pull me back in. Just when I thought I was out, they pull me back in. Would you? Draft a quarterback, if you've got this extra draft capital, would you try and move up and get a quarterback, or would you make a play for Deshaun Watson? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it uh, depends on what you'd have to give up. for. The reason he can't really make a move on Watson is you know it's going to be steep, and the Vikings need secondary help. We've already talked about the offensive and defensive line. They need another linebacker. They need a third wideout. There's a lot of holes the Vikings have, and I don't, you know, I'd probably do one of the two for, for sure. I mean – I think if he gets that extra draft capital, he's going to make a play for Watson. Does it does it work? I, I don't know. I really but, like that Zach Wilson guy from BYU. I've watched him. A few, yeah, I, I do. I like the way he's calm and poised, and he keeps his eyes downfield when he's scrambling. I think he's got a good handle on the game, but we'll get into that when we talk about my draft. We will. And, and it's – so bottom line, if you had to bet right now, is, is he going to move? Are they going to trade him? No, Cousins will be our quarterback week one. I'm going to say I, th- I think they move him. Okay. So I, I don't know. I just – Based on the way things are going now, it's kind of starting to feel that way. Now we're tied on that. I think he's staying. You think he's moving. Tunces, what do you think? That's Tunces. I want Tunces' opinion on that. She doesn't want to Tunces, is Kirk Cousins going to be the Vikings starting quarterback? Yes, he is. In 2021. You think so? I do think he is. Yes. I don't think there's going to be any trades. Okay. Okay. I didn't so, mean to throw you a curveball there, Tunces, but I'm Steve Carlton. Every once in a while, I throw you that Tommy John curve. You got to be ready for it. <laughs> Two to one to stay. Two to one to stay. So, so that pretty much wraps up the NFL stuff we're going to cover. And I'm sure we'll talk about Kirk freaking cousins again. <laughs> <sighs> he's like, he's like a cold. He just doesn't go away. 
don't mind talking about it because I know the fans want to hear about it too. But there's yeah. so many, there's so many muddled stories and opinions. It's hard to say. I mean, really, it is intriguing to talk about, though. That's why we keep getting drug into it. But with with that out of the way, uh, another big event in the in the NFL offseason. One of the big first draft type events took place. The the Reese's Senior Bowl yes. this past Saturday. Drew, as our as our resident draft expert, what were your overall thoughts on the Senior Bowl? And are there any prospects? that you think Vikings fans should be kind of on the lookout for names to remember type stuff. I do have a few prospects. I think that this is way more importance on this senior bowl than, than in the past because of the no combine. So I think it's a lot funneled down a lot more to watching this game. And there's a lot more eyes on this game, but uh, yeah, I do have a couple guys. Uh, I got a couple of wide receivers, the kid from Louisville, Desmond Fitzpatrick. He looked really okay. good all week. Great wide out. And, and of course, shy Smith from South Carolina, who's like Debo Samuel. He's going to be Shy Smith is going to be a high draft pick, probably second rounder, but he looked he looked really good. There's a, a guard I really like, a couple smaller school guys from Division Three Wisconsin Whitewater. There's this kid named Quinn Miners. This guy he's Division Three, so automatically you look at you look at the competition level. But this dude during the week of practice was putting Division One guys on their ass one after another. Was he really? He was opening up some serious eyes. I mean, he's just like. He looks like this big, just goo guy, but. <laughs> and he's, he's a center, right? He's a center, but he plays guard also. And they think he's okay. going to play guard at the next level. This guy broke his hand on Thursday, continued to practice till the end of the week and was begging the coaches to get into the, to get into the, he didn't get to play because he had a broken hand, but he was begging him. Can I get in there to play? This guy wants to play football. That's all he wants to do is eat, drink and sleep football. Quinn Miners, big, big cat out of uh, Wisconsin Whitewater. I like the safety Richard Grant from the Central Florida. Looked a lot like the center fielder you want at safety. During the week, I think he picked off six passes during practice during the week. Really? Total ball hawk. Steers the defense when he's out there. He knows when guys are in and out of position. He's a very smart player. And I think, without saying, he kind of reminded me of Paul Cross a little bit, his ball hawk. Just anticipating the passes the one quality you look for in a safety when a guy plays safety and he, he attacks the ball and he looks like a receiver that's somebody that stands out a little bit more to me that means they got you know a lot of receiver skills along with having the mindset to play safety oh there is one more name i got written down here oklahoma center creed humphrey okay now, creed, creed humphrey snapped the ball over the quarterback's head six times during practice <laughs> so i figured the steelers might want to take a look at him right? <laughs> <laughs> the last, that's the last of my notes. I mean, there's plenty of other guys that stood out. There's a lot of guys that uh, on the interior, of course, that you look at because I think the Vikings are going to need to go pretty heavy in the draft with both sides of their interior. They need guards. They need a defensive tackle. And let's face it, they might need an edge rusher too. We don't know what's going on with Wanham. So I think I was watching the trenches a lot. There's some good football players coming out in this draft. So now that's that's just kind of a, a little wet your whistle for draft talk because next week we are going to start our positional breakdowns. And what we're going to do is we're going to take one position on the team a week. We're going to look at the current players on the roster, players that played for the Vikings that have become free agents, potential free agents that they could possibly sign, and potential draft picks. And next week I believe we're starting with, with quarterback, correct? Started with quarterbacks. Let's start and, right there. And it's it's funny because when Drew and I started talking about doing this, we thought, well, quarterback isn't going to be that big of a deal. It just became kind of a big deal in the last couple of days or so. Right. So that's how we're going to run our, our offseason draft coverage and team positional breakdown. And we're going to be starting it next week on Vikings Report with Drew and Ted, which was uh, opened today by the great Chuck. Yeah, Vikings Report. <laughs>
guys lost to a cat? Come on. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, we are starting that. We got a lot of positions to go over. We don't want to overwhelm. We don't want to bore. So we're just doing one position a show. We'll break it down for you. And maybe if you have questions about it, get them in this week so we can we can get them by next week. And yeah. Uh, if, there, if there's a player you want to know about at the quarterback position that isn't necessarily talked about like the, the top three or four guys that we've mentioned on the show, give Drew a shout out. I'll, I'll be able to spell the guy's name, but Drew will be able to give you a full full breakdown and, and where where he might fit in with the Vikings if they go in that direction. So that is our Vikings and our NFL news. I believe it is commercial time and then trivia time. With we'll be right back, folks. It's harvest time. Trees full of big, crunchy nuts. Time for a Mars bar. You get big, crunchy nuts in a Mars bar. Sun-drenched nuts gathered at the peak of ripeness. Toasted up golden brown. Mars bar. Big, crunchy nuts in creamy nougat. Caramel, rich milk chocolate. If you like the taste of big, crunchy nuts, you're going to love a Mars bar. Mmm. You get big, crunchy nuts in a Mars bar. I... That's right, I got it, Toyota. Some athletes drive incredibly priced cars. Me too. My Toyota Celica GT liftback is incredible, but what you don't have to pay extra for. Tachometer, AM FM steel, five-speed overdrive, power front disc brakes, and steel belted radio. All standard equipment. If you can find a better built small car than Toyota, buy it. You asked for it, you got it, Toyota. Welcome to Toots' Trivia. How are you guys doing? Hello, Toots. Hello, Toots. <laughs> Hello, Newman. <laughs> Hello, Newman. <laughs> oh. Today, we will be playing Password. Password? I love Password. You will be playing against each other. You will be alternating. There will be four clues for each word. And if you don't get it, I get the point and we move on. Yeah, Ready okay. to go? Let's do it, too. Yep. Who goes first? Drew, you're going to go first. Ready? <laughs> yes. Miss Handle. Miss Handle. Fumble. Good. Did I get it? You got it. Ted, next one. Uprights. Goalpost. You got it. Next, Drew. Damn. Transfer. Transfer. McCaffrey. No. no, Ted. Running back. Handoff. Correct. All right, Ted, you're first again. Announcer. Analyst. No, Drew. Aikman. Joe Buck. Correct. Drew, you start this time again. Pick. Pick or kick? With a P. Pick. That would have to be... Quarterback. No, Drew. Or, uh, excuse me, Ted. Quarterback. Interception. Correct. Ted cheats, dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, slander. Ted. This is slander. Ted goes first again. Okay. Get... Bailey. Bailey? Yes. I'm just going to say kicker. That is correct. Yes. Drew. I would have said punch the drywall in my house. <laughs> Drew, the next word for you, the clue is practice. Practice. Allen Iverson. 
It's not the game. We're talking about practice, man. Oh, no, top football related. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead, Ted. Ted? Game. Preseason. No, Drew? Unofficial. Practice. Game. Unofficial. Scrimmage! Yes, that is correct. All right, Ted, next word. Your clue is linesman. Referee. No. Drew. Takedown. Linesman. I was going to say myself in the 80s. Uh, <laughs> what was it? Takedown? Yes. Linesman and takedown. Uh, wrestling. I don't know. No. Ted. Sack. Linesman, takedown, sack. Oh. Uh, Defensive end. No, Drew, last clue. Fishing. Jared Allen. It was Brian Robeson, wasn't it? It was tackle. I get a point. Sackle? Tackle. Oh, yeah, it was tackle. Tackle. Oh, that's a good one. Linesman, takedown, sack, fishing, fishing, tackle. What is the yeah. score right now? Is it tied? Right now, Ted has four, Drew has three, I have one. Who goes first? Drew, you're... Clue is Metellus. Michigan. No. Ted, your clue is Smith. Smith? Metellus safety. That is correct. Ted, you go first again. Your clue is score. Score? Yes. Touchdown. That is correct. Yes! 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 Drew, your clue is rush. I feel like Ken Norton when he was fighting Jerry Cooney. <laughs> what is it, Rush? Rush. Tom Sawyer. <laughs> no, Ted, your clue is quarterback. Rush, quarterback, blitz. Correct. Yes. Jesus, I am just getting worked. Ted, you're next again. Oh my. Your clue is avoid. Avoid. Um, step up. Drew, quarterback. I was, for avoid, I was going to say playing Ted and password. but <laughs> <laughs> It's avoid and quarterback? I would say scramble. Correct. Yeah, I got one, Ted. <laughs> All right. Drew, the next one, your clue is announcer. Announcer, play-by-play. Ted, coach. Announcer, coach, John Madden. That is correct. Holy shit. Ted, your clue is straight. Straight. Um, I guess we know it's not Dan Bailey. Patrick O'Connor missed that tackle. Here is an... <laughs> Straight. Um, Matt Asiata. <laughs> Straight into the line. Oh, that's great, dude. Your clue is cash. Randy Moss, straight <laughs> cash, homie. <laughs> if you don't write checks, how do you pay these guys? Straight cash, homie. <laughs> all right. I don't care if I lost. That's the best one of all of them. No, this is the best one of all. Drew, this is the last one. Your clue is running back. Chuck Foreman! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Ted, who 
know who started the show today, Ted? That'd be Chuck Foreman. That's who started the show. That's right, Chuck, Chuck Foreman. Chuck I'm knocking everything down here. I'm so excited. All right, Ted, you won eight to six. Good job, Ted. We'll see you next week for Toonsis Trivia. Thanks, Toonsis. Thanks, Toonsis. That was really awesome. That was good. That was, that was good. Fun. We'll have to do. Let's let's re up password. Let's keep that one in the in the hopper for future reference. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, our last segment. Uh, we've already made our Super Bowl picks again to revisit. We both picked Kansas City, and our tiebreaker is total points. I said thirty-one twenty-seven, so I'm picking Kansas City and fifty-eight points, and I believe you took Kansas City and sixty points. Yes, two more okay. points. Part of the thing about Super Bowl week is all the different bets you can make. And there's gamblers make and lose millions and millions of dollars every year on what we call prop bets or things within the game. And Drew, you you have been known to lay down a dollar or two in the past on on gambling. What are some of your favorite prop bets you got this week for the Super Bowl? Since you didn't hear that. Um, <laughs> well, I got a couple football ones and a couple fun ones to go over with you. Matter of fact, we're going to do a little running trivia ourselves between all three of us. I'm going right. to ask these prop bets. And you and Tootsis, give me the answer. Who gets the ball first? Which team? Oh, so we're just kind of doing a friendly bet here? Yeah. And then next week we'll go over who got out of the – I think there's five. I got five. Who gets – like from the opening kickoff, who gets the ball first? I'm going to say Tampa Bay. Okay. Tootsis? I'll say Kansas City. Okay. And I made my pick earlier. Most yards passing, Mahomes or Brady? Tootsis, you go first. Mahomes. I'm going to say Mahomes as well. Clean sweep. Here's a fun one. The national anthem. The average time for the national anthem is a minute and 55 seconds. Will it be over or under a minute and 55? Don't ask me who's singing it. Some guy named Church or something. I don't know who's singing it. Some Him and some girl. There's two people doing it. I'm going to say with COVID and nobody live there because it's going to be streamed, I'm going to say under. I'm going to go under a minute, 55. Okay. Tootsies? Those things always go on forever and ever. I'm going to say over. Okay. Over. I got a little fun fact for this. A couple of years ago, Gladys Knight from Gladys Knight and the Pimps, she sang the national anthem and she added two Braves on the end. So there was three, because the last word is brave in the national anthem. She added two more, which took the time from a minute 47 to a minute 59. So all the people that had the over thought they had won and they didn't because the rules state when she says the first B in the first Brave, that's when the time stops. So that was a <laughs> Vegas, people were rioting in Vegas and people were asking why. And they go, because the national, one guy lost like $300,000 because it went over or went under. He thought it was over. So he went in with his slip and he thought all over the anthem prop bet. It all happened over the anthem prop bet. So what kind of degenerate gambler are you to bet $300,000 on the length of the national (laughs) anthem at the the stinking Super Bowl? Seriously, he's watching it. He's watching, he's timing it. And by the third brave, it's way, he's got it. I, got it. So, I had no idea. I had no who, idea. Who has the longest national anthem in history? Whitney Houston? No. Close guess. Alicia Keys, Super Bowl 47, two minutes and 35 seconds. Just things here at Vikings Report, you can't get anywhere else. Where no. else are you going to find that information? Uh, that's kind of that's kind of knowledge you need in your everyday <laughs> life, folks. Lady Gaga is the second longest. So what team gets the first accepted penalty? Not the first penalty, the first accepted one. Tampa Bay. I'll say Kansas City. Now, for the last one, MVP, Brady or Mahomes or anybody else? Either of the two quarterbacks or the field, which is everybody else. I'm going to pick Mahomes. Tunsis? Yeah. 
<laughs> I'll pick yeah. Brady. That's it for me, Ted. That's all I got for. Okay. For, uh, all right. So uh, next week, one of us is going to be singing. Lord help us all. Because <laughs> next week the bet gets paid up, uh, and we'll review. We'll review the prop bets. So uh, again, uh, I I can't say thanks enough to to Chuck Foreman for the welcome and the shout out. I I can't put into words what that means to me as a, as a kid growing up watching the Vikings. And again, thanks again to Tunes's and and Drew's daughter Liz, who does a fantastic bang up job in production. Thank all of you who are uh, who are watching us. We're closing in on 700 subscriptions in just over a month. I I, I can't believe that number that is real but it is and before i go again don't forget our jersey contest uh write the secret order phrase in the youtube comments below this video when it airs saturday morning uh and we'll try and do better the next time thanks everybody thank you tootsies for the trip thank you liz for putting all this together thank you ted for beating my ass in the trivia game thank you everybody who's listening and subscribing and supporting the show we are rocking we are just beginning this is going to get better Gonna get crazier, gonna get crazier. I just said that. Thank you, Chuck Foreman. We got Chuck Foreman on today. And I'm completely happy right now. We will see you for the next episode. We will be ready and so long. Say goodnight, Ted. Good night, Ted. Good night, Ted.